Welcome to C-Suite Radio. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. It's another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast where we interview your favorite actors from film and television, music, comedy, and more. Wherever pop culture exists, you will find us hanging out there. Thanks for listening today and watching today's episode. I'm excited about this. Anytime I can get somebody on from any of the Chicago shows, uh, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, PD, I'm just thrilled to death. Today we are chatting with Hanukkah Greensmith and... We know her as Violet Mikami from Chicago Fire. This is so cool. Hanako, thanks for hanging out with us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Such a pleasure. So pumped to be here. Yes. Well, I, again, thanks for hanging out. I know, at least from talking to Miranda Mayo last year and other cast members, I know that your filming schedules can be insane. It's just crazy how much they have you working. And I know last year was crazy for everybody, but big things for you because your character, who we've all come to know and just really love, and just your on-screen chemistry with your scene partners, we'll get into that soon here, but they just seem to love, one Chicago seems to love, well, all the shows, just they love big cast shakeups, and they keep us on the edge of our seats, even when we think something might happen, it may not. And then all of a sudden we lose somebody, we gain somebody. And of course your character going from last season to like a story arc kind of, and now our series regular is huge. How amazing is this for you to, to continue this storytelling journey and with this character uh, that fans just absolutely love? Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it's been exactly, as you said, so amazing. It is really crazy. I mean, it's been almost exactly two years since I first set foot on the Chicago Fire set back in 2019 and season eight for like, you know, two episodes with maybe more if it all goes kind of according to plan or better. So, yeah, it's been such a dream come true. It really has. Being able to get to know everyone so well, too, made coming back this season feel so familiar and I think it's just provided more opportunity for all of us to get even closer and more familiar with one another. It's been awesome. Yeah, it seems like, again, just I think everybody and even on the show is amazing. And even watching characters who have been on there for a while and slowly even watching their storylines progress and become more familiar like Cap, you know, who started out, I'm assuming is just kind of 
you know, I don't want to say background, but he was there and you would see him mm-hmm. and you might hear from him once in a while. But now just to have even his character more active. But I tell you, you keep the two guys balanced. Uh, you're seeing partners for sure. It, and and the, the adventures that you, you know, all have just throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Now you are making beer, your microbrewery. I mean, it's just the oh, yeah. ideas that... Um, the writers come up with because that's the one thing about all of these shows. Well, this one in particular, I think because there's the seriousness, there's the drama, but then you all seem to have more lighthearted moments maybe than the other shows. Um, and, and the other shows have them too, but I think for Chicago fire, it's a little bit more prevalent, especially when you have side stories happening about the brewery or, mm-hmm. you know, you're just everything that happens. So when you, as an actor come on to a project like this and the show's been moving for a very long time and, and you are, I don't want to say you're being added to a story storylines that are already taking place. Yeah. How do you get into the mental mindset as an actor to like literally hit the ground running? Because what we see happening action wise, you all are doing like it's, there's not a lot of stunt stuff going on. So you just have to kind of jump right in and, and go for it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to jump in and see if you'll float or sink. Um, yeah, I think for as far as an actor's mindset goes, I think what really helps, I mean, it's tricky too in a journey like this because I came on not thinking I was going to be here in this capacity when I first got here. But when I knew there was a chance for me to be here a little bit in a more kind of long-term position, you just have to be as flexible as possible. Because okay. if you come to the show and you're like, this is who I think this character is, you know, two weeks later, the writers will throw something at you that does not align at all with what you thought this person was. So you have to just be willing to incorporate that into the, into the justification of who this person is. And you also just have to be, you really have to make choices for yourself too, where you can. And if you think there's some liberty behind a choice that your character makes or a line that they have, you have to stand by it and show the world who this person is so that the writers also get a feel that we're working this together. So we're making someone together so that they can become more and more of a real person as the episodes go on. So I think that's my biggest lesson I've learned in this particular journey. Yeah, because I feel like with Violet, there's a lot of layers that we have come to know about her as she has been on more and more. Um, Coming on necessarily at at beginning as a competitive, a little, I don't want to say aggressive, but kind of like trying to... (laughs) <laughs> make her mark so to speak and now you have enveloped into the i like to call the three amigos you all you yeah. that you share it together because you have fun yeah. and maybe it's just you can tell the genuosity that exists in the character as you portray her and we get to know her more and more regardless of whether she's riding along with her ambulance partner or just kind of hanging out at the firehouse with everybody else, there's a connection there and it's very honest and true. And I think that's what makes the fans excited because we get to know you a little bit better. Had you watched the show before booking the role? Were you familiar with it or were, was it just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so you had seen it? Um, no, I was definitely very familiar with it mainly because in the New York kind of actors you know, bubble, we were all very aware of the Chicago shows. It's a thing that like all actors are going in for all the time. Oh, like, really? Last week. 
yeah, so it, that, that there's that familiarity around it. But I hadn't actually watched it on my own time until I knew I was coming. And then I dove right in and tried to learn as much as I could so that I could hit the ground running when I got there. But yeah, I've definitely grown to love the three as we've moved along in this process. You really have. And it's just fun to watch. You know, again, I think it's not one of those shows where it's just drama, 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 but there's lighthearted moments. And not that those are bad, but I think it allows us as viewers to connect with you on a different level and go, there's some humanity here. And uh, again, watching you and make those choices as an actor and go, okay, you know, this is kind of where I see her going and it makes for a lot of fun. And you definitely, the show keeps everybody on their toes. Like right now we're in the middle of the season and it's just like, what's going to happen next, you know? Um, and we have a new episode dropping tomorrow, so we'll find out. Nice. Uh, That's exactly <laughs> where they want you, on your toes. So I'm sure they're happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, we're talking about the chemistry that you have and the adventures and whatever it is that you all are getting into. How did you find your way into the character once you knew you had booked the role? Did did you know about kind of what they were looking for? Or like as an actor, how do you decide this is how... I'm going to play Violet or really maybe any other role that you've had, you know, in your career so far. Yeah. I mean, this is honestly my first bit. I guess I would say my biggest undertaking as an actor. So I don't have a lot to compare it to, but I remember the breakdown that I got for her. I was super jazzed by it because it was, um, you know, she's a ball busting, confident, sassy paramedic. You know, she just knows her worth and she's not afraid to know that and let you know that she's aware of her capabilities. So I think when I first came on, it was, you know, it was easier to kind of project the exact same tone I had brought to her in the audition. But it was interesting as they start to throw different curveballs at you, like especially in season nine, where, like you said, we're getting to know her in different relationships. So we're getting to know her more. And so it was interesting kind of getting to see where those classic qualities of her might shift or change or soften because she's dealing with a new obstacle or a new relationship that she doesn't know how to handle. And that's, I think, where people enjoy it most, right? Because people surprise us all the time. It's important you know someone's surprises to know them. Yeah, 100%. And I think we sense that, you know, 100% watching the layers come back a little bit and sort of, like you said, facing a new challenge or maybe things aren't working out the way that she hopes that they might Um, (laughs) or maybe a little jealousy that her, you know, (laughs) a little bit of that too, or maybe not. We don't really know whatever it is that you're exuding as an actor. It's very convincing. (laughs) uh, Jealousy is perfectly correct. Yes. (laughs) So it's fun to watch a little bit. It's kind of like, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And it's like, well, I don't care. Well, I do care. And Mm. even in the silent moments when you're not, using dialogue just facial expressions all of that i think is what makes what you do and others as an actor just kind of let go of the inhibitions and just kind of go with it and and really just take the risk you know Mm -hmm. um now just uh, do you find yourself relating to her in any sort of way personally are are any pieces of that character similar um outside of being a paramedic obviously but maybe some of the ball busting as they there's a lot of that, you know, uh, oh. it's just fun. It's yeah. Fun. Oh, it's so much fun. I think if you, <laughs> I was saying this the other day, I think if you catch me on a pretty rough day, you'll start to see maybe more of my own natural violet where she's a little bit 
less apologetic, um, a little bit more blunt, I guess, is the word for it. Um, however, yeah, I, I part of me really wishes I was more like her in my real life. You know, like I wish she was my best friend in the sense that she's super protective and super loyal of the people that she lets in. It's hard right. for people for her to really let people in. But once you're there, you're there. And she's super, super confident, like I've said. And that's something that I, I think we all kind of aspire for because we all have our own hesitancies around things that we're insecure about. But I think for the most part, she tackles those head on. Um, and so I think that's something that is inspiring for me, you know, as a woman. And um, it's really fun getting to play someone who, again, maybe sometimes I feel similarities with. But other than that, I'm inspired by her choices. Yeah, 100%. It's very encouraging just to see that. Um, it's a lot of fun. And again, I think we as viewers and consumers of, you know, One Chicago always love watching what's next and sort of the directions and even the cast shakeups when somebody leaves mm. or somebody comes. It's nice and it's comfortable to know that, that you're going to be there for a while and we can kind of get to know yeah. you as, as Violet or just anybody else that has come in and out of the show because it's been on for, I. it's one of the longest running of the three, I believe, was outside of the other two. It's been on for several seasons. So, yeah. Um, season 10, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, so for people who don't know and just kind of doing some research, you grew up in a family of musicians. Like that was kind of what life was like for you. So when you decided that you wanted to pursue acting, storytelling, what was the conversation like with family? Were they like, are you crazy? Or this is great, you know, chase your uh, creative yeah. dreams and just go for it. Well, um, I don't know if there was ever really a, a sit down discussion. I, I remember I'd been playing cello and I enjoyed it, but I certainly did not have the temperament for it. Um, just way too much practicing <laughs> and then I tried singing and I really, really loved singing. And then the more I sang, I would do, you know, musicals at the theater, you know, in my neighborhood. And with time I started to realize, wait, there's this beautiful thing that comes with singing here called storytelling. And after I experienced that, it was like my whole world shifted. And I realized like, that's something that I really, really find invigorating and fulfilling. And I love the challenge of it. And so I think my my mom was really great and actually seeing it in me and really pushed me to keep trying it until eventually, you know, my mom's Japanese. She's from Japan. She's she can be pretty straightforward and intense. Um, and she she was like, I wouldn't let you try this if you were bad at it. So I think you might have legs on this dream. So um, why don't we give it a go? We'll see if you get to college and uh, we'll just go from there. And it's, uh, it's been <laughs> since then. And I'm really grateful for her for that. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when you have family support, but also that honesty too. Yeah. Where, you know, especially uh, in, in multicultural families, when they don't necessarily take the traditional path that parents think that they should, and then they run off and chase their dreams sure. in Hollywood. But, you know, I, like, I think it could be in any family because what you're doing is, is again, so different than what most people are familiar with. And it's just a different world from yeah. somebody who might do that. But again, you know, playing musical instruments or whatever, yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know if there's maybe more security in that, but at least it's maybe something physically tangible versus pursuing something and not really knowing 
Um, you know, I've I've heard it said it's like going to a job interview and then you don't know if you ever got the job or not. Nobody calls oh. you, emails you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and no, then you wind up right. as a series regular, right? So. Yeah, truly, truly. It's you put your right on the money there. It's exactly right. I love it. I love it. So when you're not acting or working on Chicago Fire, which I know, again, talking <laughs> to Miranda last year, she was, it was so funny. She was explaining the fact that you know, these days are long. You get picked up at five or six, get to set. You're mm. filming all day in the elements, yeah. driving trucks, climbing buildings, racing to the city. Mm. Uh, and it's a lot of doing and then coming home at night. And she's like, I just come home, I get in a blanket, and then I just pass out because mm. I'm so exhausted. Do you find yourself experiencing those things? And, and do you have time to do other things creatively when you're not working or are you just working all the time? And I, I really sympathize with Miranda. Um, yeah, I will say with my first season of being continuously on, it has been definitely a learning curve finding, you know, where I can take liberties and maybe I will just stay up an extra 30 minutes and then waking up, you know, at 3.45 in the morning going, I shouldn't have done that. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole learning process. And I'm trying to find some more time now so I can pursue, you know, some other creative outlets. But before this, um, I had been writing actually a musical with my friend in college. Uh, and we kind of retackled it when we were all locked down during the pandemic. So unfortunately, again, now she's working off Broadway in a really awesome play. So the both of us are like, well, we really don't have time to do this anymore. But maybe someday when we have another moment, we'll be able to get back to it. So that was one thing that I at least used to do that brought me a lot of joy. Yeah, but I think when you're doing what you love, I, I think, you know, it doesn't really feel like work necessarily, although your job in this show is very physically, you're just doing stuff, you know what I'm saying? And you, But you have some of the most amazing people working with you, you know, on your crew, the cinematographers who, I mean, I can't remember their name, but who anything that happens in Chicago, this man is involved with it, whether it's The Dark Knight or Spider-Man, like you just have... <laughs> amazing people helping you get through this and it's making it super believable, you know, Absolutely. edge of your seat. I say that a lot in this interview, but it's so true with your show. No, no, no. no. And I really appreciate that. It is very grueling, but the people who we work with crew and cast alike are warriors to get through some of the elements. We, I mean, today someone was wearing shorts on set shorts, I tell you, and they were fine. <laughs> I was amazed with just, the Chicago-like spirit and all of the people around me. And it, it really motivates you to show up and do better. And I love working with them. Yeah, it's funny. I was I had cast on a couple, few months ago from Shameless, which films in Chicago. Yeah. And they were explaining that it was like, quote unquote, summertime for this season that they were filming. But you look at behind the scenes shots and like camera people are bundled up you know, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. it's like, you're playing, it's, you're playing like it's summer, but you know, over here is like snow and everything like that. Do you, yeah. Does the family watch what you're doing? Do they have advice on your character? Do they talk to you and go, we really think you, you know, you really should date this person on the show or, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, um, my dad loves to find clips on Instagram of me and then go, oh my, look, it's my daughter, like everywhere we go. Um, so I don't know if he like really watches other than me, but I know for my mom, she's actually like really watched a lot of the show now, <laughs> which is so sweet, like earlier seasons included. And I have to say, she's really good at staying hands off with like 
advice, but she will be the first to say like, yeah, I thought, I thought you in the scenes with the other three Migos, I thought that was funny. You guys have, you guys have good chemistry. So she'll have like nice little compliments here and there. <laughs> yeah. And I think you balance the guys out really well too, you know, whether it be in character or just in general. Um, I love them so much. <laughs> I love to ask actors this question because I feel like that because as a storyteller and what you do, as I mentioned before, is so different than what people would recognize. But mm. have you best advice given as an actor when you were starting out, maybe when you landed this show? I know mm. you had mentioned this is kind of your first big launch into the business. I mean, anything that you can do in a, as an actor is great to get work, but this is big. Mm. Best advice given that you've received that has stuck with you and sort of sustained you uh, yeah. along the way. I think, I mean, again, I'm so, I feel, I still feel so green in the industry sometimes, but I think looking back on my audition process for this. So I think actors need to hear this over and over again. We hear it all the time, but you need the reminder. So much is out of your control. There's so much that you cannot even fathom that you're not even thinking about is out of your control when you go into an audition room. So you just got to bring you and you've got to bring strong choices and commit to them and be unafraid to be what it is that you're bringing into the room. I think that's what people notice and love. And someday that leads to something that takes you somewhere. But until yeah. then, don't beat yourself up. I love that. And I understand that a lot of times they do on the show give you a little bit of freedom to sort of be creative and to... Mm -hmm collaborate maybe on some things unlike some shows where you, if it's like something that's been on for a long time and it's a machine and people are coming in and out of the cast but when you get in there and mm. you're there permanently so to speak mm -hmm. you have that ability to make some of those choices which I think is great yeah it's been very it's been really fun like I said you're kind of creating this character simultaneously kind of with the writers and the creators because they're kind of trying to get a feel of you and for what they think that the character that you're both creating is. Love it. One last question as we wrap up here, Hanako. This has been so fun. We asked Miranda this last year. I mean, you're in Chicago. You're working hard. It's wintertime is coming soon. How do you deal with the winters? Like what is your, because I was there for a couple years for college. So I remember how cold it can be. Yeah. Um, you know, deathly cold. <laughs> yeah. So you really intimately know that's great. Um, okay. Don't want to jinx it. Haven't been through a real like full term winter here in Chicago. I bopped in and out through some pretty difficult moments. Like the Halloween I was here two years ago was snowing. It was snowing. Um, and I was not prepared. It was really chilly. Um, but I am from New York. So New York, I think has kind of like, <laughs> no pun intended, warmed me up to this experience. And then I'm kind of familiar with it. Uh, but I have to say, hot hands are very important. And I have definitely burned a jacket or two by the heaters that they keep on set. So it's just through trial and error and just a wish and a prayer each winter that you make it through each incident <laughs> when you're standing in the cold. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely fantastic. We have been chatting with Hanukkah Greensmith, Violet from Chicago Fire. New episodes drop every Wednesday. This is a fantastic show. Again, I love all of the Chicago shows, but I think this is probably my favorite just because That's right. it's, just, it's a lot of fun. Hanako, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Such a treat. I've loved it. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. 
If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.